Hello, Emma. Hello, Zoe. How are you? I'm very well. Welcome to the Tri Parenting Podcast with Demi and Emma, age group triathletes, having fun whilst being parents and whilst working. Tell me where you are, because that's not your house, I can see. It's not my house. So today we're bringing you a special race debrief from my race in Spain. Yeah, so yes, you can tell from my tan lines on my face. <laughs> and the ceiling was... fan. They're not typically uh, English things, are they? No, I did Ironman. Oh, it's a full distance triathlon, so an Ironman, but non-branded. So it was Ican Gandia, which is about an hour south of Valencia. Really beautiful beach location. I imagine it's quite a touristy hotspot in the summer, but it's quite quite nicely busy at the moment. It's not heaving, other than triathletes walking around everywhere. <laughs> and it's warm enough to get a tan, right? It was really hot yesterday. Yeah, it's about 30 degrees. 30, oh my goodness. Maybe a bit more on the bike, like at midday. Yeah, it was toasty. Tell us about the race. The race was in the sea, but in like a, a marina, a sheltered, which was lovely. Other than the fact that I was putting my wetsuit on. So this is a very Spanish race. So all the announcements were in Spanish. The caveat that at the race brief the day before, they did have an English race briefing. And they said, oh, it's water's 22 degrees. It's going to be a non-wetsuit swim. Water's 24 degrees. It's going to be a non-wetsuit swim. And then and then they said, oh, no, if you did an Ironman, it'd be fine because the cutoff's 24 degrees. So I said, will it be announced in English on the tannoy tomorrow? They're like, um, well, if you see everyone in wetsuits, then go down in a wetsuit, basically. <laughs> so I was looking around and everyone in the Ironman, because there was three different distances going off and the Ironman was the last distance to start. There was lots of people in the Ironman section of the bike racking that all had wetsuits on. So I started to put my wetsuit on and this very kind guy came up to me and said, um, I don't think it's a wetsuit swim. It's like, what? Uh, no, it's only 50 plus allowed wetsuits. I was like, oh no. And I was, I was literally getting ready to go down to the start. So everything was set up, assuming I had a wetsuit on. So I've had to take my race belt off, had to take the, the gels and stuff out of my pockets off. I then had to like quickly rearrange and like repan in my head what I was going to do. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't a split transition. Because your number yeah. would have been in the wrong place then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd have to, I would have had to put it down my top or something. Anyway, once it was kind of, well, it's where it is and I'll have to deal with it when I get out of the water. The start was delayed, classic Spanish. <laughs> Just not putting people in the water on time. Uh, you had to jump off like a two and a half metre high wall <laughs> into the water. So you couldn't sit on the edge and slide in. It was Even if you sat in, you still had to jip jump. So that was fun, just plunged straight in. It was really warm. It was not cold in the slightest. So actually... Is that I where went... it started? Or did you swim to a start? Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> so we jumped in and then swam to the start okay. line. <laughs> that would have been so dangerous. It was salty, but not really very wavy or choppy. And the buoyancy of the water actually slightly made up for lack of wetsuit. I think my time was slightly slower than I would have liked if it'd been a wetsuit swim but I'm also not entirely sure 
my sighting for some of it because there was most of it, it was mostly a rectangle, but there's a bit of a dog leg at the far end, which turns straight into the sun. So I was, I was literally having to stop and put my hand over my eyes to shout like as if you're like saluting so I could actually see where the boy was because just looking up, I mean, the boy was literally behind the, the oh, sun. Oh, dear. <laughs> couldn't see it at all. Because they started us last, there was just people everywhere. It was just chaos, swimming, dodging around people. There were people finishing the half. So obviously, the really slow people were still going. So the female, there's a there was a male Ironman wave and then a female Ironman wave. So we were at least 15, 20 minutes behind the half Ironman athletes and we're still catching them up. And then on the second loop, the swimmer were then catching up the slow <laughs> male Ironman athletes. So, I mean, it was good. It kind of distracted you from the distance, I guess. And then transition went relatively okay. I think I managed it quite well, <laughs> despite the chaos. Although I got on my bike, I went to take a sip of my drink on the front. So I've got a front bottle with a straw. I was getting froth from like the gels. I was like, why is it not, why is it nothing coming through the straw? And I stuck my finger in and it was empty. So I was like, someone sabotaged my bike. <laughs> And what happened, I'm assuming, was whilst I'd been swimming, it the racking was so high, the front wheel was off the ground, so it just slowly drained out, no. of, out of my fossil. So there was nothing in it other than no. froth. <gasps> so that, and then I was like, okay. So it's been about 10 minutes, like, right, what do I do? What do I do? So I'd taken some spare gels and things. And I'd I I'd put my rear bottle and my bottle on my down tube in the freezer so that it'd be cooler for an hour plus time when I needed it. So obviously then when I tried to get anything out of them, <laughs> they were still frozen. So that backfired. And the aid stations are every hour, they're like about every 40k. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you had the choice of an empty bottle or a frozen solid one. Basically. basically. Brilliant. Down tube one was actually a slightly thinner and black bottle, so that melted quicker. So it wasn't a great start. But the bike course was really fun. It was all closed roads, pretty much the flattest course I've ever ridden on. There's a few there's a few dog legs, and one of them at the far point of the course was a dead turn and a dead turn to the left. I can't turn left. I tried to do it the first time and then I had to unclip, but I can only unclip with my right foot. So I'm turning left. I try to unclip with my right foot. The marshals are shouting at me. People behind me are like, whoa, what are you doing? Obviously in Spanish, but that's my interpretation of what they say. Of course, the dead turns will be the other way around. I guess it's a bit like the tumbling in an anti-clockwise direction. Not as used to it as going clockwise. Slightly more dangerous in a ditch to end up in if uh, if I missed the edge of the road. Yeah. We did that turn four times. I didn't manage it once. <laughs> By the end of it, they, the marshals was just like, just laughing at me. I was like, it's all right. I know what I'm doing now. Unclip before I got there. Like, bounce my bike around the corner. <laughs> it was really, really tight then. Really tight. Yeah. Yeah. Clever people were unclipping with their left foot and 
going round, so they could kind of wheel still wheel round, but couldn't I couldn't do it. <laughs> Couldn Goodness, it's unusual to need to unclip, isn't it? Yeah, I mean I was just being a bit of an idiot, I think. I've noticed if I steer and my shoe is point is at the front of the pedal stroke, it'll actually make contact. If you turn the wheel enough, it'll clip the toe of my shoe because the time trial bikes are really kind of squashed up. So you have to be careful if you're doing a really tight turn and steering a lot that you don't knock yourself off because you you hit your foot. Yeah, something I didn't ever get that tight because I was steering left and leaning right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I survived. I managed to not be too sick, which is good. I was scared Um, to ask. All your gels having drained out before you started was probably quite a good... uh, Exactly. I've planned to drink, take on more water than I did before anyway. That just made me take on more water. So I was still a little bit sick, but no, nothing like what I had before, which was good. Yeah, so that, so the bike, yeah, I really enjoyed the bike. It was slightly long, so it was 183k instead of 180k, which at last like 10 minutes made a massive difference. And that a big five so it's four and a half laps and the bit through town which we had to do five times was all on paving and really bad road surface and tight wiggly turns and the paving was it's like almost cobbles but not quite a bit flatter just zaps like energy just zaps the speed that was very painful going through there did you know what Uh, position you're in at all i thought i was second out the water but then because someone sat on my toes the whole way around, which was very annoying. They didn't want to take their turn. <laughs> but I was quite happy. So I was like, okay, I'm just, I'll just plod on. It make it made me concentrate because every time they touch my toes, it's like, oh, go a bit faster. And then because I was faffing around in transition, I think that person went out ahead of me. But I don't know what happened because I then went past them. I definitely went past this person. But then... At, some point after I'd done like a turnaround, I then went past them again. In my head, I was just like, there is no way that person has not cheated. Because I don't see, there was no circumstances under which they could have gone past me and me not realised. So then they disappeared when I went, I think I went past them, they went past me again or something. And then they just disappeared and I never saw them. I was like, oh, that's annoying. But then I never saw them again on the run either so I don't know what happens the lady who won I didn't see at all until I was on the run and I then couldn't work it was so it was a six lap run so I couldn't work out whether she was a lap ahead of me already or just half a lap ahead of me (laughs) in my head I decided she was only I was timing it and she was about nine minutes ahead, like really consistent. So I was like, oh no, this is outlaw full all over again because that's what happened. Outlaw full, I was just exactly the same time behind the winner, like the whole way. But I, she was a Dutch pro who trains in Lanzarote. And the last Ironman she did, she pulled out because of dehydration issues. So I was just like, please fade, please fade. <laughs> <laughs> please have dehydration issues. The last lap she like disappeared I was like oh no she was a lap and a half ahead of me and then she appeared and I was like oh good she's fading because <laughs> I didn't I couldn't run any faster I was just I was zapped but I was like I know I can keep going at mm. my my steady jog <laughs> it, it, she faded a lot I think I got about four minutes on her on the last lap but 
it wasn't enough. I was still still about five minutes behind her at the end. Oh, we needed one, well, maybe half a lap if she was getting yeah. slower and slower. Yeah, so it was uh, the run was just flat, really flat, and like along the promenade with one like it's like a boardwalky bit at the at one end with a few like up and downs like steps and things like up and down with like wooden planks that were really uneven and on the downs it had really sharp sharp turns but with wooden like planters that you had to go around that were like really raised so you couldn't even like run across the planters because you would have just like broken your ankle or something so on the downs, you lost all your speed. She had to try and like jump around these corners. Mm. So that was a bit of respite because you got to go up and down. But then you lost the fun on the downs because let's try and get around the corners. At one point, I actually ran into the the boardwalk like because it, it was raised. It had the like fence posts. <laughs> I just totally missed the corner and just ran into it. Yeah. <laughs> So did they have any cooling on the on the run? Because you said it was really hot. It was not enough, really. The aid stations were about every 3K. And they had chilled water bottles. So at least there were bottles, and they were quite good-sized bottles. Not too big, but not too small. But they weren't always chilled. I took a, like a handheld flask thingy with me, which I was actually quite pleased with because I just kept refilling it. Mm. Uh, so I just grabbed a bottle and then walked a couple of strides while I like, unscrewed the tops and like refilled it and then like carried on which was good mm. it did have special needs bags where you could put like my own nutrition and stuff in it but I didn't need it until the last lap and at that point because I was catching her I was like oh, I don't want to spend time I wasn't I wasn't too convinced how good they were at like laying out the numbers if they'd put it out in number order whether it was just mm. like they just chucked all the Iron Man bags on the table. Mm. I didn't want to waste a few minutes rummaging for a gel that I didn't necessarily need. I took a gamble and had coke at the last two aid stations, which I've never done before. I was just praying my stomach would take it. It was fine, <laughs> so it didn't get worse. <laughs> Oh, good. I mean, um, that, that's what I've always, I always start on the Coke towards the end of the run. Yeah, I've never, I don't drink Coke ever. I don't like it. So I, it was, a, I was decided in my head, I was like, what's more of a risk? A funny Spanish gel that I've never heard of or Coke. I was like, I think Coke's probably safer. <laughs> I needed, I needed a caffeine gel, which is what I was going to dig out of my bag. So I decided the caffeine and Coke would, would do the job. Very good. So you didn't fade. That's awesome. Well, I didn't really start fast, so <laughs> there was no real fading to do. I did have one problem on the run with my nutrition. So I took a little bag of electrolyte tablets, like chewable tablets, which I'd used at Outlaw Full, which really worked. And they were in my, like, I had a running belt on with some gels and my electrolyte tablets. And somehow... Well, I took in the process of taking one of the gels out of my pouch of the uh, running bag, I'd emptied the packet of electrolyte tablets. Just like, okay, let's I just rummage around at the bottom. But what I hadn't realized was that every time I was emptying a bottle of water over my head and my face and my back, it was filling my running bag up with water. So my chewable, dissolvable electrolyte tablets dissolved in the bottom. Of my, <laughs> of my running bag. So 
I ran out of electrolytes sooner, well, significantly sooner than I thought I would. And you were carrying but... around 14 litres of water by the end that you'd... Uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could have just, like, yeah, tipped that up, up on, my, on my face, got a straw. <laughs> because it was so flat, I was really feeling... Like, by, before I even got to the half marathon point, my like hips and stuff were like felt my muscles felt really weak it felt like my knees were like gonna give way oh no this is not a good sign I've not even done a half marathon yet but for whatever reason I managed to get a second wind I don't know whether it's because towards the end probably the middle part of the race as more and more Ironman finishes were joining the course more and more spectators were then coming on because obviously it takes longer for people to get onto the run and because it was six laps those spectators were there for quite a long time so they, and they were really because there were, weren't very many females racing any female they saw they were really go, going for it so the more you responded to them the more they cheered for you so I was just anybody I could see I was smiling at like yeah come on excellent rented a lot of fans for the day it's perfect yeah and there's a couple of other like triathletes that because it was literally an out and back so you ran past the same people that you had kind of like, you made friends with mid-race, although you never said anything other than, like, bravo, my <laughs> awful Spanish. And you kind of smile, like a knowing smile. <laughs> Come on, we're almost there. <laughs> yeah, so it was, I'm glad it's done. It was, I enjoyed it. I had convinced myself on the week before that I had COVID. I keep deciding I had COVID. I was, like, testing myself, like, every day. I decided halfway through a swim last week that my flights must have been cancelled because I hadn't had any emails from Ryanair saying because you normally get like remember to check in blah 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 I didn't have any emails from them at all so then I was like oh well I'm not going then because I don't have any flights and then got out the pool and realised I did have flights and I I had to go (laughs) yeah so although and then I got here and I found someone who hires out bike boxes which is really handy. Um, so I've got a nice, easy fit bike box. So all I had to do was take my wheels off and my derailleur just to make sure it didn't get damaged. And I just couldn't get my derailleur back on. Oh, yes, you had a, a panic <laughs> before, didn't you? Built your bike and then... Yeah, so thank you for uh, your offer to help. But fortunately, I managed to find a bike shop that was still open. Oh. I was literally sat on the side of the road calling my the guy at home by video call saying like, I just don't understand like why it won't go in and I didn't want to force it because I could see it starting to like thread I was like oh no now I'm not going to have a bike so I definitely can't do it <laughs> you, you called your mechanic back home and said Ash I've booked your Ryanair flight so you're coming out <laughs> of Spain <laughs> bring your tools <laughs> he was even like undoing and redoing a bike he had in the shop I just couldn't get it in I think it's because the chain was still on it was just putting too much pressure on but yeah it was all fixed and the bike held up other than I've just had to clean like clean it for a really long time because where my bottle head drips everywhere it went on my disc brake at the front so it was making a horrific oh. noise every time I went around the corner so, oh there she comes the dead, the dead turn marshals could hear you coming a mile off <laughs> no kid. So yeah, good day out, nice end of season finish. I was sad I didn't get on the like didn't get the win, but also really pleased that I just got round because I uh, haven't convinced myself I wasn't gonna race. <laughs> and given my 
mental state over the last month, especially at where was it, Outlaw X. I, I stayed positive throughout, which was good. <laughs> Brilliant. And the second place is, sounds really good. And you were right up amongst the men as well, weren't you? Yeah, 10th overall. I mean, it wasn't a massive field, but I'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I um, at the award ceremony, quite a lot of the athletes that were going up to get their prizes were taking their children up too. I was just like <laughs> silently crying. I wasn't actually crying, but I was crying inside. Oh, yeah, so I was like, I miss her so much. You mentioned you had to wait quite a long time before the, the podium presentation, so you, you missed bedtime. But do you not know <laughs> that I speak to my daughter? Yeah, I couldn't get to my phone because it was in, like, the bag, the bag bit, bag tent, which was, they basically finished, the first and second finish, and then they said, we'd like a finish line photo with third. Can you wait? And you can go and sit in the food area. But yeah, that's fine, no problem. Like 10 or so minutes went by. It's like, okay, I'll get some food. Another 10 minutes went by. Okay, I think I need to get like a blanket or a like foil blanket because I'm really cold because it was wet and it was getting dark. Wet from obviously all the water over my head. So I managed to get a foil blanket and I was like, do you have any idea how long it would be? And like the tracking app wasn't working. I had, it literally had no idea. So after an hour, the lady that came first left <laughs> I was like okay I'll go and get a massage then so at least I'm nearby and literally in the queue for massage like oh she's just finished <laughs> so they had to call the first lady to come back and then I got a massage and I got my phone <laughs> so yeah that was a shame because it kind of just sat there just waiting although I did a silver lining was that some, one of the big groups of people, so there's quite a lot of uh, Spanish triathlon clubs have gone and they had like really good spectators, like support, supporting their people out on the course. Basically, they befriended me and they invited me out for dinner and well, to drinks and then lunch today, which was really lovely. So I didn't feel quite so lonely. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Yeah. It's, it's really so... nice to have a day after the race where you're not having to pack your bag quickly and go to the airport. It was very nice, although I was I was enjoying being relaxed and they were all stressing because there was about 30 of them, all in different accommodation, all trying to work out how to get their bikes home in cars and things. And I just sat there with a beer. <laughs> like, sort yourselves out in Spanish, um, I don't mind. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Is it an early flight back tomorrow? No, it's not. I think I need to leave here at about seven-ish. So. Very civilised. Yeah. Much better than my 3.30am alarm on Thursday. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I've just started looking at some of the logistics for for my race in St. George in in under two weeks. And it's looking like a bit of a, a funny start order on the, the Saturday when the men race, the, the women race on the Friday. So it's split like a bit like Kona. They've, they've got a day each, which is great. They set off the male pros and then they set off the 40 to 44s. And then they have all the other waves go, and then it's the 45 to 49. So I'm the last wave. But that means we have to get buses out to the the swim start, shuttle buses, because then they close the road. So we've got to be there at a very early time. So the bus is something like 5.36 a.m. that we have to catch. But my start's not till half past nine. So we've literally got three hours at the lake to wait and it means a really early alarm call 
and then the three hours sitting around by the lake waiting, <laughs> which seems it's, that's quite, well, it is what it is. But I don't understand why they've split the kind of 40 to 50 years to go directly behind the pros and right at the end. I don't I don't get it. That's bizarre. Can you, are you hiring a car to get from the airport? Yes, but they've said no drop-offs at the lake. Oh, no. I think there's probably one access road and that's where the bikes are going to have to leave from. So they're not letting people drop their triathlon partners or friends at the lake. So you, you have to get the shuttle bus. So, you might already boil a blanket for yourself as well then. Yeah. I'm not sure I can take my dry road because it's just too bulky to, to take to the States. So I'll have to work out what to what to have. It's looking yeah, like definitely. a wetsuit swim though. Oh, that's good. And hot or? It's hard to tell. The weekend we arrive, there's going to be some rain and the temperature has been coming down slowly but it looks like that's going to break the summer temperature so it's probably going to be kind of mid low to mid 20s in the middle of the day or actually i think about 4 p.m is the peak temperature but overnight being it's the desert it's going to be cold it's going to be about five degrees overnight so the lake temperature i think it's quite a shallow lake so the lake will track the temperature through the day but since the the midsummer the lake really heats up for the middle of the summer and you can see it's like a it's like a sine wave slowly coming down to now and i did panic a week ago thinking it was going to be non-wetsuit because a few weeks ago it definitely would have been non-wetsuit so i went and started researching swim skins <laughs> but i think it's it's looking pretty likely to be wetsuit which is good i'm pleased about that that's good because I can vouch that swimming in your tri suit in salty water is not ideal for chafing. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> I've got a little, well, it could be worse, but the bottom of my neck is pretty sore. And I've got some cuts and stuff under my arms. But one of the Spanish ladies I was talking to today, she showed me under her arm and she's got like secondary burns. Oh my goodness. Raw. Like it's taken all the skin off under her arms. So whatever you do, put Vaseline on if it is yeah. non-wetsuit. But I think, and yeah, I think you'll be fine by the sounds of it. Yeah. And it's funny, the back of my neck, I seem to remember, I think it was Nice in the sea there. And it was only a half, but felt like it had been cut or grazed with any soap in the shower or whatever. But the back of my neck was was raw. So yeah, I think the salts, you have to take a lot more precaution. Yes, lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> So how's training been going in your last, I guess, last big weekend of training? Yeah, it's been going well. I'm kind of ready to stop daily intense training now. The last few weeks have kind of dragged a bit. Most people have finished the seasons now and are looking to cross country or having a break. It's been uneventful, but just kind of plodding through getting the session, sessions done. And I'm feeling, I shouldn't say it, should I? I'm feeling okay no major niggles and so just got to make it to the start line without getting ill or twisting my ankle or whatever (laughs) and then should be good and I'm looking forward to um, in fact where you are now to having finished your last big race of the season and looking forward to a little bit of chill time Excellent. On that positive note, I mean, we're probably not going to be able to talk until post-St. George, are we, I imagine? Maybe we can do something when I'm there. We'll, we'll see. Great. I'll, I'll let you know on, on timings when we're there. But we're there for six, seven days before the race, so there might be might be some time. Well, well done. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, everyone. Sorry, this is a short one, but 
time is precious with the children's swimming lessons, I think, haven't yes, you? <laughs> I'm being dragged to the children's try try club swimming. <laughs> I'm gonna have a dip as well. Well have a nice swim and like and subscribe or follow whatever you do on Spotify um or Apple Podcasts and uh join our Facebook community. We'll put all the links in the show notes. Great talking to you. Good to catch up, Emma. Well done again. Safe journey home. Bye. See you. Bye.